Hello, and welcome back to the Quarter Pound. I'm Timmy, and today we're talking about how women are ruining superheroes. I mean, you may have noticed there's this show on the, I've talked about it before, the Seahawk, the Seahawk. It's, uh, of course, she's, uh, not, she's not like the fucking hawk at all. No, no, no. It's more like Allie McBeal, but with weird superpowers. Frankly, as a superhero fan, this is not what I, a testosterone pumping male, feels that I should be watching. So we need to stop boycotting Disney until they stop making female superheroes again. That's why I, Timmy, am going on the record as saying that Ike Perlmutter is white. No one likes female superheroes. I don't care how much money Wonder Woman made, and I don't care how much Captain Marvel made. We all know that was just because the SJWs and the White Knight, uh, White Knight dudes go and see the movie to impress their girlfriend so they can continue their access to their vaginas. Frankly, that disgusts me. N not the vagina, the, 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 the being pussy with thing. Yeah, no, uh, I, I love vagina. Obviously, I am a hetero man. I'm straight as an arrow. An arrow shot by Hawkeye. Directly into a pair of boobs, the way Darth Whedon would have meant it to be written. <clears throat> so please join me in making sure that the Seahawk does not get a season two. Because if Seahawk gets a season two, do you know what will happen? Do you know my fellow red-blooded, horny Americans with penises, that's white, the men, do you know what will happen if the Seahawk gets another season? Well, I'll tell you what will happen. The next thing will happen is the feminist uprising will seize control of our entire society. Once all the superheroes have vaginas, then girl power will take over the world. And you and I will be forced into, into male milking stations where we are milked for our semen and 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 we don't have power anymore and that sounds like there'll be more action than you're getting now mom i'm live streaming you can't do that i'm just saying if you were in an industrial semen milking station then at least someone would be touching your penis mom love of god I mean, besides yourself, of course, you gross pervert. Mom! I am so sorry about this, guys. I don't know what has gotten into her. Go get a girlfriend! I sent you a pretender account several times. And you refuse to get laid. Get out of this fucking house. Guys, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go. Because my mom is, you know... Being a bitch. What did you say up there? I didn't say anything, ma'am. I didn't say anything. You are 35 years old. I can punch you in the 
face. Okay, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go. Welcome to the show. All right, and welcome to a another episode of Ruben Cut. I don't think this will be a very long one. I don't know. I might get taken. I might get carried away in my if I become emotional about my frustrations with society. But let's uh let's dig in here and see where it goes. <clears throat> all right. First of all, so you may or may not have heard that there's a show on television called The She-Hulk. And it's based on a comic book about She-Hulk, who is a female, who is a woman lawyer, with uh, who is also a Hulk. And it's a quirky, fun comic book who is doing the fourth wall breaks before Deadpool even knew that was a thing you could do. Mainly because at that point, I'm pretty sure Deadpool was appearing in New Mutants. If he existed at all yet. So, yeah. <clears throat> now, She-Hulk is um, an interesting character. Cousin of Bruce Banner without all his horrific baggage of trauma. Nope. She's just a person who happens to be a Hulk who really wants to be a Who is also wants to keep their job as a lawyer because it's what they love to do. Although in the comics, she does at one point briefly join the Fantastic Four. Go her. Her character has long been a sillier character, a funnier character, a more lighthearted set of adventures. She-Hulk is not known for its heaviness. I'm sure it could get heavy if it wanted to. I'm just saying that's never been the type of story that She-Hulk has told. And that's okay because i think she the importance of she-hawk is that she-hawk reminds us that superheroes can be used to tell other kinds of stories something that is essential if superheroes are going to continue on is types of stories that we tell the the show is fresh fun well the show is fresh and fun and it nails the overall tone of the character. Do I have some issues with it? I mean, the, the biggest problem with the show is the CGI. The CGI, um, well, it's okay for television CGI, which is kind of like, if this show were on network TV, I'd be like, yeah, I'd give it a pass. Like if this were on ABC or NBC or the CW, I'd be like, oh, looks all right. Uh, but for a premium streaming channel like Disney Plus, who we know give pay, pay like a hundred million dollars a season for these Star Wars things, and fucking WandaVision cost like two twenty five for the whole series or some shit. Uh, you'd expect a little bit more from She Hulk. Now, to be fair, we do know now that the reason this uh, show looks like 
the CGI looks the way it does is because Disney and Marvel Studios are fucking assholes to the VFX artist industry and constantly change their minds and spring deadlines on them, while at the same time also giving them incredibly, unfortunately large workloads of CGI to work on. It sounds like we need some. Sounds like we need some visual effects unions. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Disney needs to chill the fuck out. All right, but anyways, so that's the main issue I have with the show. Now the show is also interesting because, as a Hulk fan, it does give me more of an opportunity for them to finally fucking expanding on the Hulk, but at the same time, you know, it's also not fair to this show for me, for it to, you know, do the heavy lifting for the Bruce Banner character. By the way, I recently saw someone write an article online, I don't remember who it was, I don't remember what site, because I immediately fucking removed that website from my Google suggestions to never be seen again about how the world doesn't need a Hulk solo movie, to which I'm going to say, fuck you. We do need a Hulk solo movie. There is so much that has not been done with his character, and the and it pisses me off. I fucking... Ugh, I'm a Hulk fan. I hate... There's so much more that can be done with the Hulk, and they've done almost nothing, and they've just sort of... Spit, sped through his fucking character development without us being able to witness his fucking character development. And it's the main thing from the Marvel Universe that drives me absolutely fucking insane. Because it's weird that the outsider character to exist in the DC Universe has had to essentially become uh, a refugee character that everyone else sort of just occasionally props up to be like, hey, he's still here. It... it, it to even suggest that this would make be satisfying to a Hulk fan is a pure spit in my face. And if you believe that, then fuck you. I mean, I'd settle for a Disney Plus show, but still, fuck you. But this, this is not my review of She-Hulk. Partly because She-Hulk's not over yet. There's still a couple, some more episodes. To come out. The point is, is, I have to establish to you that She-Hulk is not a bad show. It's not. It's a different kind of show than a lot of the other Marvel shows have been. You know what? Now that I think about it, I'd put it in the half the half of the Marvel shows that are kind of what's the word? Light-hearted. You got your Miss Marvel, which is another good show, by the way. Although it's it's definitely designed to be more of, like, aimed at younger audiences. Not not like kids, but like teenagers. Although kids love things with teenagers. Because they imagine being teenagers. But the point is, is that it is also a good show. Just not necessarily... The, the target audience of it, which is is just probably not, you know, like... 30 or 40 year old dudes who are the target audience for a lot of superhero stuff. Fun fact, the CW, it was recently revealed that the average age 
of the viewers for the CW is 58. <laughs> what? That's, that's wild. Although I guess young people might watch those shows on streaming. I don't know. The point is, okay, where was I? Gotta go back. Okay, the point is, is the She-Hulk has come out, and the uh, insecure white nerd popu white male nerd population, uh, that's not fair, that's not fair. They're not all white. The insecure, primarily male, because you know, there's always a few of those pick-me girls who are gonna be like, I will trade out every part of being a woman to get noticed by a toxic man. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, who are also, who are going to side with these irrationally angry people who are frequently, you know, also white supremacists. Not all of them. Not all of them. Some of them are just, some of them are just misogynists or Russian bots, you know. Where was I? Okay. <clears throat> so... There is something wrong with these nerds. There's, for some reason, there is a strong, strong impulse on the behalf of the n little nerd men who are, who's have like some types of strange, weird inner child complex don't want to share fictional spaces with women and that's fucking dumb that's fucking dumb it doesn't make sense first of all they're fictional spaces chill the fuck out it's all escapism everyone is entitled to consume it and if there is a market for female superheroes, which, by the way, there is. Female superheroes have been around since for fucking ever. Just because they don't always hit as hard as male superheroes do into the culture doesn't mean there aren't female superheroes. My God. Have you not? Did you sleep through Saturday morning cartoons for the last? Well, I mean, not the last, but like... Okay, some people are too young to know this. Well, no, no, fuck it. There's female superheroes on fucking Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, too. The point is, is female superheroes have always been around. Always. Uh, whether we're talking about Powerpuff Girls or Wonder Woman or uh, people like uh, this, uh, the Spider Queen, who, by the way, invented uh, web shooters in the, in the, in the 40s before Spider-Man ever considered the possibility and by that i mean stanley had even thought of spider-man <sighs> although she, her, she didn't she didn't catch on as hard as spider-man i think she had like four issues that's not the point the point is that women's superheroes have always existed and right now we are living in a time where there is some kind of weird like female superhero derangement syndrome where where man nerds just can't they can't get oh they are hyper critical of women superheroes 
the actors that play them, the movies they're in, the shows that they are produced. There's a hyper, there's a more hyper level of criticism to them. Take Wonder Woman for a sec, for example. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, I think I've heard her pronounce it Gal Gadot, which makes me want to scream. Uh, but, uh, so, Gal, when she was chosen by Zack Snyder to play Wonder Woman, uh, the internet kind of went crazy a little bit. Because a bunch of people just started coming out and being like, she's too skinny to play Wonder Woman. Which they meant, which to be clear, they meant not muscular. A lot of people wanted Wonder Woman to be jacked, which is actually kind of an interesting twist on the standard thing. But Zack Snyder chose, uh, chose Gal Gadot. And, uh... While the movie by Patty Jenkins did eventually win everybody over, and also she was pretty badass in Batman v Superman as well, still a lingering amount of fans who, interestingly, get this, wanted to replace her with Gina Carano. I wonder how many of those people have doubled down since she went crazy, or, and went on to the, uh, Anti into the cancel culture grift, or if, uh, or if, uh, or if any of them have been like, you know, uh, maybe, I, maybe I didn't want her to be Wonder Woman. I don't know. Um, uh, in fairness, Gina Carano's only real Gina Carano is very overrated. I'm sorry. I, I've I've seen a few things she's in, and the only thing of note is is Haywire, uh, which is a, which is a good movie. Although, I forgot she was the main character of it, so it's not necessarily a good movie because of her. And I thought she was uh, uninspiring as an actor in The Mandalorian. Not so much that uh, it distracted me from the show, but uh, enough that made me confused by how many fans she had. That's besides the point, though. Let's get back to what I'm saying. Criticism, of course, famously, former chairman of Marvel Studios, Ike Perlmutter, was a classic misogynist, crazy racist, friend of Trump, douchebag type old guy for a long time. You know, the kind of guy who brings a gun to the office to intimidate people and refers to black female executives as the help. Yeah, embarrassing, right? And, of course, but the point is, is that when Sony got hacked, a lot of emails came out revealing that he was a per he was the actively trying to suppress the creation of superhero, women superheroes into movies. And this is indicated by the fact that he kept emailing Sony to try and convince them that their female superhero movies would not work. Fun, Ike. Fun. He also tried to prevent the making of female superhero action figures, saying they wouldn't sell. Of course, what's interesting about this claim, specifically when it comes to suppressing women's superheroes, is that it is... 
historically not true. Not true at all. We can point specifically, A, Star Wars and Ninja Turtles, huge mega hits of action figures. Both had female action figures in them. Now, to be fair, the representation was still low, but you couldn't not have a Leia, and you couldn't not have an April O'Neil. Those were essential characters to the canon. So, of course, they had action figures. However, the most distinctive proof that people want female superhero action figures is probably He-Man, where at some point in the sale of the action figures, someone was like, hey, wait a minute. These girl action figures are selling really good. Like, way better than we anticipated. Might there be something here? I forget the name of the the uh, the main woman protagonist in, in He-Man. Uh, there's also, a, I think there's also a villain who's a woman. Uh, but the point is, is they've noticed that these action figures were selling good, so they were like, hold on. What if we make a, what if we make a show with a female lead? And so they created She-Ra to sell, you know, She-Ra action figures. And She-Ra sprung into existence as, as a actually very successful, but also strangely darker spinoff to He-Man. What do I mean by darker? Well, the major themes of She-Ra was specifically that they were at constant war. The series told the story of a war. So that's gonna step up the darkness of your, you know, what you're doing. However, while making the show part, they didn't have much trouble with the action figures. The action, after all, was the action figure company that wanted to make the show to sell the figures. They constantly ran into a problem with the network, who would keep coming back to them with various ridiculous things. Like, they didn't want She-Ra to have a sword, which infuriated the writers and animators, as well as the action figure company, because, you know, the action figure was designed to be sold with a sword. The idea that she would have a sword, but would not be able to hit anything with the sword, enraged numerous writers and animators on the show, including people like J. Michael Straczynski, who would go on to have quite a career, including being the creator and primary director of Babylon 5. Of course... But She-Ra was successful. So there is indeed a market for action figures that are girls. This is just a fact. The push against female superheroes is also interesting because there's always exceptions. Who are going to be the female superheroes who boys accept? Now, once upon a time in anime in Japan, once again, I forget the name of this anime... I know, I'm unprepared. But essentially, it was part of a genre of anime known as um, Magical Girl Series. Now, the thing was is the cartoon company was making the cartoon to be sold to a network for girls. They had a time slot that they needed to fill for that they were trying to get the attention of girl viewers. However, 
as they were in production, they just they found out that the TV studio no longer had that slot in their in their in their viewing schedule, and they now needed cartoons for boys. So the car so the idea was simple. They would still make the same show with the same premise, but now now they would make it so that boys would be interested in it because it would star a hot girl who would transform and their clothes in a semi PG thirteen manner would briefly disappear. So that's the other way to get into the male-dominated fictional space that is female superheroes. To be sexy. Not just any kind of sexy, though, you know. Like, the kind of sexual that appeals to men. I mean, you know what I mean. Maybe. I don't know. What non-straight, what people who are not straight cis men find hot is not necessarily aligned. I guess is what I'm saying there. But the point is, is that this is a... Okay, first, I want to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with there being sexy characters. I don't think there's anything wrong with telling raunchy stories. I don't think those things are inherently wrong as well as they're well-written and well-done and, you know... Not just horrifically problematic. As long as they're not that, I think that there's you. It can be done. It's not necessarily a terrible thing, but this is a terrible way for characters to get into a space. Just. Uh, You just, it's mildly messed up. But also especially messed up because, you know, these... <laughs> we're talking about superheroes, and a large portion of them are made to be aimed at, you know, teenagers. And slightly younger than teenagers. And kids. What am I saying? You know, superheroes are fucking, for fucking everybody now. So, you know, like... So sexual... Being sexualized is not a great way to get into that space, and it's it's a serious problem. But back to the hypercriticism. Like I was saying, men just have this problem where they can't stop criticizing female representation in media, and it's weird. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always been, like, people out there saying that, like, I'm sure there's always been people out there who are like, oh, girl, action movie, I don't need to see that. It applies to action movies, too. There used to be a lot more women action movies in, like, the 80s. And just like in anime, the way you did it was by making sure they were hot. And, and then you, you can always empower women if you are also making them hot. If a woman is sexy, then she can have all the power she wants. That is the weird, terrible message uh, that... It's so many things in Hollywood kind of promote. Like, oh, oh, boobs, yes, power to you. You, of course, can be the hero of this story, because boobs. That's, that used to be a whole, like, 
Do you know, that's what Charlie's Angels was, okay? That's what Charlie's Angels was, okay? The whole thing was just a weird, sexy fantasy that someone had about women detectives. And, and it, the thing we forget about that franchise is not good. It's dumb. It's trashy. And in fact, the reason the newer version probably failed, which I haven't seen, is probably because, just judging by the trailers, it wasn't trying to be sassy. I mean, sorry, not, not sassy. It wasn't trying to be trashy. Because that's what men wanted Charlie's Angels to be, was trashy. If it wasn't trashy, it was woke. And that's a serious problem. Because this whole wokeism, anytime a woman is on screen, come on. Like, you're just... First of all, we can't just go around being like, Oh, no, it's a, it's a secret conspiracy by, by the period havers to destroy us. You can... That's insane. You, you have to present evidence for claims that are that ludicrous, that out there, that outlandish, you know? You can't just run around being like, being like, oh, that's why there's so many women in movies. There's always been women in movies. Shut the fuck up, okay? Probably the lack of representation of women also largely has to deal with the fact of how many men are bad at writing women. Just saying. When Captain Marvel came out, the internet went crazy because the person who had been cast was Brie Larson. And unfortunately, Brie Larson had stepped in to defend a movie she was in by accusing the critics of being cis white men, old white men who didn't understand what the story was about. Which, in fairness, it was, it was A Wrinkle in Time, which is a delightfully colorful film and a fun retelling of a classic tale. I don't think it was incredible, but I think it's a good move. But it certainly did, did was better than the critics said it was. That is for sure. It, but it also was directed by a black woman and was given a much, who gave it a much more of a viewpoint and personality that drew on those types of things. And I, and what I believe Brie Larson was trying to say there was essentially, you know, like. Maybe this movie wasn't for a bunch of old white guys, and maybe it wasn't. Of course, the internet went crazy with this, and they also hated the fact that she was a feminist who would speak her mind. And so, of course, she would be the last person that any of these incredibly insecure red pill types would want to have in a movie. Never mind the fact that Brie Larson is probably the best part of Captain Marvel, a movie that is okay, that's not written great, but she is fucking good in it. And so, her and Sam Jackson basically put that that sad movie on their back and carry it through the 90s. If they, if they weren't in it, I would probably say, like, let's just, let's just burn this movie. Uh, but they make it good. Then you got stuff like Wonder Woman 1984. And my thing about Wonder Woman 1984, I'm not going to get into the whole thing with Wonder Woman 1984, but the point is that a lot of people hated on it. And to be fair, I actually have a lot of theories on why I think a lot of people hated it. And DC should have anticipated having that dramatic of a tonal shift mid-franchise would do that. But <laughs> Jeff Johns probably didn't think it was a problem. <sighs> but the point is, is that I 
thought it was weird how hard people were on that movie for being colorful and lighthearted and dumb when everyone went crazy for Thor Ragnarok, which is all of those things. All the, It's like, was it because one of them starred a woman? I think it was. Let's move along. The truth of the matter is, is that anti-wokeism is rotting America's brains. If we can't get away from this anti-woke shit, we will never be able to distinguish as long as this anti-woke shit is in our culture, it's going to make it difficult to make movies that don't star white men without people going, oh, look what they're doing! Look! How can they do this to us? It's asinine. Women have always been in movies. Women will continue to be in movies. And you need to relax. You need to understand stories that star women don't necessarily all play out the way the stories that star men do. These are different kinds of stories. Open yourself up to these kinds of stories. You might learn something. I'm, I'm talking to you like you're these weird nerd guys, but I honestly, I mean, I have no idea who's listening. So, you know, just, if you're not the weird nerd guys, just understand that when I, when I say that, I'm talking about them. You probably already like women superheroes and we're fine. But the point is, These people have gone absolutely batshit nuts. Trying to just paint everything as a conspiracy. And it's not healthy. It's not good. It's going to cloud your judgment. Because here's the thing. The human mind is biased. Your human mind wants to create... A cohesive image. And if you start to believe that women in movies are something that's being forced on you, you're going to start to notice every woman in a movie. And it's going to get in your head. You need to, you need to take a deep breath and realize that what you're experiencing is a cognitive bias. You're now seeing the things you're expecting to see. The thing is, is it's always, those things have always been there. You just weren't seeing them because you weren't fixated on it. We didn't have these conversations in the early 2000s nearly to this extent. I mean, I'm sure there were some crazy wackadoos who were like that. But in the early 2000s, we had a lot of movies that starred women action heroes. After The Matrix came out, it was very common. And some of them were even fun. We had like five Underworld movies, and six Resident Evil movies that largely had diverse cast. I mean, still still, still pretty white. But by and large, had at least strong female representation through these franchises. It's... If they had been made today, they would have been anti-woked before 
out of existence before they even got to like their second or third movie. This anti-woke nonsense has to stop. It's going to strangulate art. It's, it, if we were to take it seriously, it could even become censorship. You're trying to actively, like it's, if you believe that wokeism is a cultural influence, then what you are trying to do is create a counter-cultural type thing, which is, of course, reactionary. You're being, these people are being reactionary. They have been exposed to something they weren't expecting. Someone has put a stupid idea in their head. You know what? I kind of, I love Bill Burr, but I kind of blame Bill Burr for this. A while ago, when a movie called Atomic Blonde came out, Bill Burr made a, like a, a, some comments and in interviews on TV about how he didn't find it believable because it was a woman fighting people. And let me tell you, as someone who studied martial arts, women can fight people. Don't be fucking stupid, Bill Burr. I love you, man. But come on. Jesus. It's not hard to throw a person. It's primarily about this, using your body's center of gravity. It's Also, Atomic Blonde is fucking rad. If you like action movies, you, you gotta see Atomic Blonde. It's fucking dope. Like, it has, like... It has, it has some fight scenes in it. Like, there's a fight scene in a stairwell that is just, mwah, chef's kiss. Sprinkle on some seasoning, whatever. It's great. You should see Atomic Blonde. Uh, it's, it's not a superhero movie. It's, I mean, it's, it's based on a comic book, but it's actually like a spy. It's a spy movie. Uh, I believe it's based on the Cold City or Coldest City have the book around here somewhere um weird changes to the end but still pretty kick-ass where was i the point is is that i don't think bill burr, now in fairness i don't think bill burr meant this entirely seriously i think he's a comedian and he understands you know like fictional stories exist and i don't think he was trying to say we shouldn't have female action movies i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt there but if there's one thing I know about YouTube, is that while Bill Burr himself seems like a genuinely okay dude, a lot of his fans suck. A lot of his fans are clearly angry dudes who are mad at women. And I know this because of the titles they like to give Bill Burr clips when they post them on YouTube. Ugh, not good. People gave Miss Marvel shit too, which is which is a good show. No one gives James Gunn shit for the stuff he changes in movies. By the way, James Gunn is one of the James Gunn and Taika Waititi are two of the comic book movie directors who are the least like. Maybe we should do what they do in the comics. No, they don't give a fuck about how it is in the comics. Uh, that is proven by every movie they've ever made. Involving superheroes. I still like James Gunn's movies. 
But, you know, if I had ever read Guardians of the Galaxy's comic books, I might feel differently about it. Just saying. I've lost my train of thought here. Um, also, this is unrelated to the other things I've, I was saying, but I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and I've enjoyed every one of the superhero movies she was in. Yes, even that Suicide Squad movie. You have to at least admit she's good in it. Where was I? So this whole woke thing, this whole anti-women superhero thing, it's just dumb. It doesn't make sense. Come on. Think back, man. Think back. Think back to Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Think back to, to Golden Age Wonder Woman. There have always been female superheroes, okay? They're great. They're important. And they have every right to have movies and books and TV shows. So, if you have a problem with these things, get over it. If you like this podcast, please, uh, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it. Please listen to my other episodes. You can follow me at various different podcast uh, places. My home podcast, though, is at Anchor FM, where you can leave me audio messages. You can also email the show at rubenuncut at gmail.com. All right. Thank you for listening to a man yelling at no one in his house. Alright guys, welcome back to this stream. Today, we will be watching a whole full hour montage of nothing but the Hulk twerking so we can take out our aggression on this heinous TV show. And yes, my hand, uh, uh, it's, it, uh, it's totally okay to have your hand in your pants during this. Remember, we all just have an itch.